Well, we're in the midst of the holiday season, and what are you waiting for right now? I'm waiting for my Sam's order. I'm waiting for a couple Amazon packages to arrive. I'm still waiting on a few other things. There's lots of pieces and parts to the holiday season, but the most important thing that we're waiting on is Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And as a part of that wait, we intentionally do Advent. I have here in the studio with me Pastor Richie Fike, and today we're talking about something from Scripture that weaves Genesis all the way to Revelation, focusing on the prophecies. I'm going to cue the intro, and then we'll be right back to have this conversation about the words that God gave to people along the way as He prepared the way for our Savior to come. He is worth the wait. So if you'll wait with me for this intro to play, then we'll be right back. See you soon. Discipleship starts with a conversation. Sometimes that's easy, but sometimes we're not sure where to even begin. This podcast is created to inspire us about scriptures and relevant topics so that we can walk closer with Jesus and then have meaningful biblical conversations with those God has entrusted to us. Hi, my name is Tasha Williams, and I'm the founder of the Family Disciple Me Ministry. We believe that no matter what our age or stage in life, devotion and discipleship are God's calling on every one of His followers as we seek Him, speak Him together. So let's skip the intimidation and get straight to the conversation. All right, Mike. Well, welcome back. Here we are. Here we are. Christmas season continues. Have you finished shopping? No. You still got more to do? I haven't even started for some of my kids. Wow. Yes. Does Kelly shop or just No, just me. Really? And quite frankly, I'm waiting for an idea. (laughs) (laughs) Does Kelly shop for you? Does he get you gifts? Um, He's very generous, but no, he doesn't usually give me something like multiple presents under the Christmas tree. Huh. So he's your, he's your gift. He's my gift. <laughs> yes, he is my gift. And he takes very good care of me. So I have no complaints, but he's a different sort of gift given sort of guy. So yes, he is. usually I wait into the new year and I see what he has in store. So he's not Santa Claus. He's, I don't know, he shows up <laughs> in a different way. That's funny. Dana's not a good shopper. She's not like a sentimental person. I'm like the shopper in our mm. family. And I sh- I start shopping around September. Mm. I start thinking about Christmas. I just start kind of picking up little things here and there. I love it. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Oh, it is the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> I'm not stressed about the ideas that I'm waiting for. I'm really not stressed. Yeah. I'm enjoying the season. But I do look forward when the ideas come. They will be worth the wait. Come on. Speaking of which. Preach. We need to get... On topic Let's here. talk about it. <laughs> Today we're talking about the prophecies yeah. that were worth the wait. Yeah. Today on the way to school, I was talking to Journey Grace about our first conversation in this Advent series, which is God's promise. Mm. And I was talking to her about Jacob's words in Genesis 49, where he said, I wait for your salvation, mm. O Lord. 
And then I was talking to her about all the generations that had to wait. Yeah. Last week, as we recorded for God's process, we yeah. talked about the 42 generations plus nine months of pregnancy for Mary. There was quite this process involved. But during all that time, God was not silent. Right. Talk to us about that, Mike. You know, the, the Old Testament is replete with uh, prophecy about Messiah. It's really what uh, seals the Old Testament and the New Testament together. It's not two different books. It's one book, you, you know, united, the Old Testament and the New. It's the same story. It's one story, the story of humanity's fall and God's rescue through Messiah. What's sad about the Christmas season uh, for a lot of us is when we don't get what we expected. We don't get what we wanted. When you put something on your Christmas list and it's you don't get what you wanted. I remember, man, when I was like 13 or 14 years old, I wanted a pair of Air Jordans really, really bad. And if you know me, that's not a shocker, right? I'm a shoe guy. And my parents, God bless them, they were both middle school teachers and they got me Payless Shoe Source imitation Jordans. So are you saying that would not be a good idea for me? I would not I would not encourage it. I okay. don't know. Is Payless still a thing? That's true. Maybe they're out of business. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, and I, I remember opening the present and it was a box. It was a shoe box. I, could, I, could, I knew it was. And then I opened the, the wrapping paper and I was like, what is this? Looked at it and I was so disappointed. And that is kind of the sad reality about Jesus for the Jewish people. We talked about it earlier in one of the other podcasts, but, you know, everything that they thought Messiah was going to be, he, he was everything that the, that the Messianic prophecies had predicted, but he was not what they were looking for. They wanted a political leader who was going to rescue them from oppression. And Jesus said, yes, I'm going to rescue you and everybody else from oppression, but not political oppression, spiritual oppression. And so that's who Jesus came to be. When they opened the present, it wasn't what they thought it was going to be. But man, the Bible is so clear as to who Jesus was supposed to be. And that's what I love about this whole series, because we're looking at the whole timeline of the Bible and we're seeing how, no, it's the same story over and over. It's one story. Jesus is coming and he's going to be everything that you could ever have waited for. Isaiah 9 says, for unto us a child is born, uh, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders and his name will be Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, and the increase of his government and of his peace, there will be no end. Each one of those phrases, wonderful counselor. Think about the world that we live in right now, that, you know, it's becoming more and more in vogue and popular and acceptable that people are going to seek professional help for their mental health. Well, Jesus is the wonderful counselor. He is the one that provides us a sound mind. That's his job. He's a mighty God. He's powerful in this world where people are imitating power everywhere you look. He's like, no, no, let me show you what power is. He's everlasting, which means he never stops. There's no end to who he is. And he's the prince of peace. And I mean, I, we see it on all the Christmas cards. Peace is such a big theme of Christmas. Nobody can provide peace except for Jesus. Nobody. You can have little moments of warlessness, but that's not peace. Mm -hmm. You can have moments where you stop fighting. Look, let's just agree to disagree. But Jesus provides peace. And so those promises about our Savior are, are spectacular. Why would those be disappointing then? Like your Payless tennis shoes. Yeah. Well, that's not the part that's disappointing. 
the parts that that that's disappointing is that he wasn't a political leader that he that you know and when i think i said this in in the last pod but um isaiah 53 where it talks about he's marred beyond recognition and he's lifted up for the world to see and it pleased the lord that he would that you know that he would die for us that he would experience our transgressions uh for our transgressions he was you know and all of that stuff those are the things that Jewish believers have decided to just sort of plug their ears up. They don't want to hear it. But that's all part of it. Yes, Jesus provides peace, but you can't provide peace if you don't go to war. That's the thing. You can't engage in 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 peace if you won't engage in war. You have to stop the war to have peace, and that's what Jesus came to do. And just like perhaps Jewish people are disappointed in some of those prophecies. They don't want to hear certain aspects. I guess we kind of do that, too, with the scripture that God gives us, that we're not so crazy about certain parts, so we leave it out. So we're guilty of the same thing. Sure. You got to listen to all of the Bible, not just parts of it. That's right. Well, you know, I just finished reading through the Old Testament, and I came upon Zechariah again. Mm. And I noticed that the last time I read through it, I wrote down a note. I think this is one of my new favorite books. Mm. And as I reread it this time, I put another date in there and I said, I I really do think this is one of my new favorite books of the Bible because it speaks of Messiah Mm. so much. And the day of the Lord. Yes. Yes. And talks about what God is going to do. So we've got these early promises to Abraham. Isaac and Jacob, the beginning of the patriarchs and and the unfolding of the nation of Israel. Then we get to that season in history where God brings the nation of Israel out of Egypt and they're led by Moses and then they're led by Joshua. And at the end of his life, Joshua looks at the people of Israel and he says to them, just so you remember, not one of God's good promises has failed. Mm. He's done everything that he said he was going to do. And I think that is so amazing because then that becomes a theme throughout scripture from that point, that when God says it, he's going to do it. Our job is to wait for it. Yeah. And so we fast forward from there, generations again, and we're in the book of Matthew. We're in that first chapter of Matthew where there's the genealogy of the 42 generations that had to wait on the prophecy of Messiah to come true and, and to marry. And we've talked about how God said she's going to give birth to a son. And then Matthew 122 says this. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken through his prophet. Yeah, and that's something that gets repeated a bunch all throughout that first two or three chapters of Matthew. You know, the the genocide that Herod brings about, it happened to fulfill what it said earlier where Rachel's weeping over her children. Uh, The moment where Jesus is born in, uh, in Bethlehem, but he's from Nazareth, but then he's called out of Egypt. All of those little details were all evidence of two things, God's promises and Joseph and Mary's obedience, because all they were doing was just saying, yes, Lord, whatever you say. And in so doing, they were fulfilling these prophecies. They didn't even know it. Spectacular to see that as you read through the, through Matthew, because God has this incredible tapestry that he's weaving together. And all he needs from us is just to trust and obey. We said in our week one, when I preached it, we said, uh, if God speaks, we should listen. If God's promises, we should believe. And if God commands, we should obey. And that's really, I mean, goodness, if you want to wrap up the ethic of the kingdom of heaven, there it is. You want to teach your kids something. When God speaks, listen. 
When God promises, believe, and when God commands, obey. If our kids could do that, man, what a life they'll live. And we always have said to our children that if they can learn how to do those things with us, if they can listen to us, if they can obey us, That's if good. they can trust us, right. we are their practice sessions, so to speak, to being able to do those things with God when they become adults. That's so good. Yeah. When you tell your kids, stop, because they're about to run into the street, you don't have time to explain why. You just need to obey. Mm-hmm. You, I can't tell you that there's a train coming and there's also a, a lion over there. Like, just stop. How about that? Just trust me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. There's so much here. And and families, as you ponder this for yourself, certainly we talk a lot about spending time in God's Word. And there is so much that you can do as you think about this particular topic of God's prophecies. You can get onto your browser You can just type in what are some of the prophecies in the Bible of Messiah, and you will see this list. Fike, you, I think, have a count on how many prophecies. It's over over 300. Some of them are still yet to be fulfilled because some of the work that Messiah is going to do happens on the day of the Lord. Mm -hmm. So we're still waiting on some of those Old Testament promises Mm -hmm. to to come true. Like, for example, when uh, Peter quotes Joel 2, he, he's talking about two separate moments, the the um, appearance of the Holy Spirit and the day of the Lord. It's actually two different moments. Peter gets so excited. He's like, this is it. This is the moment. Mm-hmm. But he, he didn't realize that there's still a moment to come. And so all throughout the Old Testament, what is prophesied about Messiah, we know him as Jesus. Some of those things, a lot of those things have already happened, but some we're still waiting for. Which gives us reason to do exactly what Mary and Joseph had to do, and every other one of God's people throughout history have had to do. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. Obey. That's right. And trust. Amen. There you go. As you go through this holiday season and as you continue your wait and your work and all the aspects of the holidays, we pray that you will continue to wait on God, that you will continue to press into Him that you will, in the midst of all the craziness and the busyness and the coming and the going and the ordering of packages and the waiting for them to show up on your doorstep and going here and acquiring groceries there and showing up for this and doing that, that you will take time to sit in the presence of God and consider His Word, His promises, His prophecies, what He's doing in the history of the world and His kingdom, and also what He's doing in your life. He is God Almighty. He is wonderful. He is counselor. He's Almighty God. He's everything that he was prophesied to be. He is that, not just in the scope of the universe, but in your life, in your family. So have a conversation today. Don't be intimidated. You don't have to know what every single prophecy is about Messiah in order to talk about the prophecies of Messiah. Right, Fike? That's right. You can dive into a conversation, skip the intimidation, get right to that discussion with your kids, with your spouse, with your friend, with the person you're mentoring, with whoever it is that God has entrusted to you. Fike, thank you. Amen. Appreciate it. Glad to be here. You can find more resources. The link to his message in this series will be in the show notes. You can also find the Discipleship Conversation 
which you can use as a devotion or you can use as a discipleship guide. The link to that will be in the show notes as well as the link to the verse image that you can share with those God has entrusted to you. So many resources here as we continue to partner together with Vanguard Church and Family Disciple Me. So we pray that this will be encouraging and inspiring to you as you go throughout this Advent season. My friend, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he turn his countenance toward you. And wow, what a season for him to turn his countenance towards you and give you exactly what he promised and prophesied. And that is peace. Go with God, friend. Until next time, be encouraged.